Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and Susie Mazzoli. Every week, providing for you the excellent astrological forecast, very practical, I must say, with Pam, and then I jump in with our 10-minute meditation. So this week is week 36 of this year. Yes, we are clearly heading into the end, end stretch here and beginning September. And Pam's going to let know about September the 4th and that week, and then I will be back with our meditation. Pam, how does September look like it's shaping up for us? Well, September is a month, (laughs) and the retrogrades continue. So one of the things that has occurred is that we remember Venus went direct yesterday on the 3rd of September. But on Monday the 4th, Jupiter goes direct. And those of you who have listened to me for a while know that when Jupiter goes direct, uh, I'm always really advising do not start a new business. Uh, The thing about Jupiter, the great benefic planet, the huge gassy mass in our solar system that sucks up our asteroids so they don't crash into Earth, we really do benefit from this energy that's about good fortune, protection, um, going on auspicious hunches. When it's retrograde, And, uh, you know, obviously some of us are born with this, so this mitigates it somewhat. But when it's retrograde, basically what's happening is people are holding back their sense of investment, their sense of taking a chance, a risk, going after opportunity, so or feeling that sense of largesse or possibilities. So as a result, if your business chart, because every country, every city, every business has a birth chart, so if you start your business when Jupiter is retrograde, that means that's the uh, initiation chart, the LLC, the entity chart, then it is born at a time when there's this pulling back of resources. So it is generally not advisable in astrology. Of course, you know, there are times when life has to happen. So if that is the case for you over the next few months, then 
see seek astrological counsel and get nailed down something that is going to be concrete for you to work with that being said all the retrogrades have positive uh, arcs to why they're even happening as you may recall uranus went retrograde last week so we are experiencing retrograde action as we get into the fall and mercury is still retrograde even though venus has gone direct and with venus direct it is now uh, backtracking over where it had retrograded until it gets to the point where it's free and clear oh this is you know this is where i retrograded now i am just moving booking ahead with a, a clear road in front of me. So with that Jupiter retrograde, at this point in time, Saturn is also retrograde. Actually, all the outer planets are retrograde. So we are in a month, a couple of months, uh, certainly of caution. And that doesn't mean, oh, watch your back, but it does mean that you will notice delays anything that wanted to be launched uh, run out from the gate there's going to be a hesitation especially until we move past where venus had retrograded so it's a great week to remember it's the waning moon cycle also so it's a great week to see where you're at with things to to check in, especially on Monday, because Monday's asking us to check in. The moon is in Taurus. We want to make sure that we have the tools we need, the security we need, uh, really understand our budget before we move in to this autumn energy that is about getting things in place as we build and also wind down for the end of the year because that always happens cyclically. There's this sense of renewal in autumn where we're looking at, and of course it depends where you are on the planet, uh, southern hemisphere, different season, but it's still the sense of renewal as we move to this finishing up the year. So it's the renewal, the refresh, the revisit, as we're going into thinking about what are we winding down from as we aim towards the year that will be coming. So one thing to keep in mind, okay, Jupiter goes retrograde. The exact time is 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So adjust depending on where you are on the earth. And once that happens, once we're kicking into towards that Jupiter retrograde, we're actually in this very good time of that juicy moon in Taurus to work with things that we deeply care about. So anything that you've been researching or uh, investing in, things that, so this isn't about starting, obviously. This is about working with things that you have in motion 
and you're building on and you're tailoring and making sure that the resources are in place for the overall trajectory of where you want to be going with this. Now, on Tuesday, the moon goes void, of course, at 12.46 p.m., and it's void for a few hours. So when the moon is void, of course, we recommend you don't start anything new, work on projects already in motion, uh, clean off your desk, organize for the next the next busyness or projects or things you've got in mind. The morning is highly productive with that moon in Taurus, and we're able to really continue to enrich ourselves with whatever we have been building on. Once it goes void, however, you want to do things that are very restorative, that stick to whatever it is you've been working on and don't, like, change horses in midstream or do something that is really different than what's already happened. Once the moon enters Gemini at 4.07 p.m., the energy is very much about getting information, shaking things up, um, seeing what's out there. And all of this is valuable to do as you keep in mind a few things. One is this afternoon, evening is really good for vetting partners, seeing is this person going to really go the distance? Can I expect that support follow through from this person? And what is it I need to make that happen? And am I willing to take responsibility and commitment for this project? And if I'm not, then it's time to shelve it or move away from it. So it's a very good day for discerning for those who step up and really do that. If you're kind of fuzzy and you're ignoring signals, that's only going to increase over the next 24 hours. Wednesday the 6th, those of us who didn't kind of get very clear about what was possible and what is not possible may find ourselves deep in the miasma or kind of figuring out, oh, where am I going? <laughs> who Somebody said they'd show up and they're not showing up. What's, what's going on anyway? So I would suggest, especially in the morning on, on Wednesday, make that really clear list of things that you expect to have happen, uh, things you're aiming for, where you're going, because as you are not able to check things off or see that the follow-through is not present, you're going to have to be making decisions about what you're going to stay with or what you're going to retreat from. You can choose not to do that, of course, but it's, it's more valuable, I would suggest, to be aware of things that are just not happening at this point in time and segue gracefully into the things that are possible because otherwise the confusion is going to mount and the sense of 
having a lot of things on unfinished and not where knowing where you're going is only going to increase. Overall, I would say Wednesday is a good day for getting information, but do not nail anything down. Know that there, there still is information or disclosures or um, possible candidates that just are not visible yet. And if you take action too soon, you're basically acting in ways where you don't have um, everything you need to know what it is you want to do and where you want to go. So the moon goes void, of course, at 6.22 p.m. on Thursday the 7th. And what I was saying about Wednesday holds for Thursday as well, that idea of making sure that you have what you need to understand, but also knowing that there's more information, you just don't have it right now. This can be actually a valuable couple of days for artists, creative people who need to work through things. Anyone who does a creative process, regardless of what it is, knows that there is a period where, where we are uninformed. We just don't have what we need to break through. Uh, there's, there's periods where it looks like everything is moving along beautifully and we're excited. And then suddenly, oh my gosh, that wasn't the right color to put there or I've, I've explored this certain option, but it's not panning out the way I thought it would. And so we really want to stay with the process of discovery instead of nailing something down too soon, which won't hold. That's the reality. It won't hold whatever it is. And we'll change it or it'll need to be modified or we didn't have um, access to everything that would make it really sing. So it, it's what's exciting but also aggravating sometimes in creative projects is that we're in this place of the unknown and that is emphasized on the 6th and the 7th. And it's really valuable not to, not to get locked into something that's irretrievable. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't set the thing in bronze until I was sure <laughs> that I had really inspected and wanted to live with it for, uh, for a while. So don't, don't be afraid to let things rest because again retrogrades are about really reflecting going within um, allowing the process of unearthing to unfold so thursday the 7th as i said uh, the moon goes void of course at 6 22 p.m and this is a fun evening just uh, a lot of back and forth uh, there can be a uh, you didn't expect that. Where did that come from? That happens sometime mid-evening, later in the evening. 
It could be, oh, uh, just something that pops into my head. Let's say you're on a thread or a feed online, some social media thing, and suddenly somebody basically comes up with something that feels, wow, why did they say that? Or where did that come from? So there's this under-the-surface activity. And the main piece is not to get thrown and just realize that whatever's coming out, it's better that it's revealed than unknown. And the moon enters Cancer in the wee hours of Friday the 8th, 1 a.m. Eastern Time. And once that happens, it sets up a weekend where I think most of us are going to want to be home. <laughs> We're going to be want to be home or buy a body of water, um, somewhere where we feel a sense of being cloistered, protected, insulated, fed, comforted. That moon in Cancer... Uh, really, it's emphasized on Friday. It wants to make connections with those it can trust. It can be, uh, people can be a little cranky in the afternoon, early evening, a sense of uh, feeling just anger about uh, old grievances, especially. It can, it can feel to some of us like, whoa, where did that come from? Because we're not necessarily being triggered by it. But the energy is about, oh, you know, this always happens or uh, I'm not being considered or I have this complaint or concern or grievance and I'm not being heard so that kind of reaction can can be old it can have nothing to do with the fact that somebody put cinnamon in your cappuccino and you specifically said no cinnamon uh, it's easy enough to request a cup without cinnamon it doesn't mean that Mommy doesn't love us or that we're not really being considered. But as I said, tempers can be short. It can, we can feel like that's just the last straw. So if you're feeling particularly vulnerable or put upon or not being heard, baby yourself this day. This is a day that we're being asked to Think in terms of how can we get our needs met. I mean, for my mother-in-law, that always meant, oh, let's go to the diner and have lentil or pea soup. So whatever it is that gives you that sense of comfort, my tummy's full, I'm being taken care of, I, I have nourishment, um, do that. And that will allay whatever this this niggling concern, grievance, anger is. But as I always say, anger is a catalyst. It reminds us that there is something that 
we want to take action on. And there is nothing more frustrating than thwarted action. And the action can be, how do I articulate this injustice instead of just blowing up that somebody put cinnamon in your coffee? I mean, how do we understand it's not about that, it may be about an injustice at work, an imbalance in family dynamics. I mean, it can have so much more than just the cinema. <laughs> but we get these aggravants to remind us that we are human and we have agendas and, and things that we must address in this lifetime in order to create peace balance, and reciprocity. On the ninth, uh, again, this moon in Cancer indicates that if we do put ourselves in places and situations where, where we feel uh, comforted, comfortable, uh, in resources of beauty, gardens, nature, something that refreshes us, we are getting nourished in ways that we need to be nourished. Sunday the 10th also has this as an emphasis, but it is starting to wane because what happens is that moon in Cancer goes void, of course, at 8.47 a.m., and then it enters the sign of Leo at 12.36 p.m. So it suggests a quiet, tranquil morning where we are once again replenishing ourselves in some way, meditating, giving ourselves the sense of um, security that all human beings need, all creatures need, actually. And once that moon enters Leo at 12.36 p.m., then things get much more jazzed. It's a fiery moon. It wants to be in action. It wants to be working on something, um, which can be play. I actually, I, I do think play is incredibly important for the creative process and also self-knowledge. So tap into that. It can be a wonderful Sunday afternoon for that kind of exploration and revisiting the childhood wonder and curiosity that ignites our sense of why we're alive. I, uh, I'm just going to, before I turn it over to Susie, I'm just going to talk briefly about this app called We Croak, where six times, a, or four times a day, it, it comes up with little quotes about um, reminding us that we're all mortal. And the interesting thing about it is that in countries or cultures where people know and accept their mortality, they often tend to be happier because they appreciate the moment they're alive. And so many times, at least in depending on uh, different cultures, but especially in solar cultures, which are about achievement and status and making money, I mean, people get lost in this 
place of, of feeling like they're not doing enough or not active enough. And yet every day, every moment we're alive is a gift. And when we remember our mortality, we are more apt to appreciate that. And so appreciate your mortality, childlike wonder, and a sense of discovery on Sunday when that moon is in the sign of Leo. And give yourself some play. And now I turn it over to Susie. Oh, and I love to play. <laughs> I know. And I love to play with you. <laughs> and play can be so many things. I mean, we sometimes we kind of pigeonhole what play is, but let's do a little let's do a little meditation on play today. I like that. Okay. Everyone, just take a deep breath and settle in. <sighs> Allow yourself to just be present. And I'm reminded of many, many, many years ago when I was doing channeling sessions publicly around, well, all around the place, traveling around the world doing it and regular sessions in New York. We did a lot of sessions on play with dolphins. So let's do that today. Let's bring in our dolphin friends. We're talking about etheric dolphins here. We're going to do a special visualization today. So I'm going to invite you to just take a few deeper breaths. Just become settled. And I'd like you to visualize that you're standing on a beach, just in a little bit of the water, maybe up to your knees or so. It's a very safe beach. It's a very safe ocean water. It's warm. The sun is shining down on you. The water is beautiful temperature. You feel free. You feel comfortable. And you're getting all of that incredible magnetic energy, the electromagnetic energy of the earth and of the ocean and all of the things in our lives that that literally disturb or disrupt our electromagnetic field from um, our own emotions and our own thoughts to all of the electricity fields around us. I mean, we're surrounded all the time by electromagnetic fields from when we're switching on our lights to using our cell phones, all of those EMF frequencies that disrupt. They actually do have an effect on us and it can be quite harmful to our health. So it's very important to remember that we step away from all of those networks and ground, whether we're walking in nature, whether we're outside a lot in a park, away from all these frequencies, or standing in the ocean, swimming in the ocean, being on the beach. But now, just in our minds, we're going to be Standing in the water, you might imagine yourself, picture yourself perhaps floating on the water and just feel that freedom of being 
alone, of the temperature being perfect, the sunlight on your face, and you are connected to the body of water. If you're standing, you're connected to the sand underneath or the rocks. And your electromagnetic field is being tuned back to the frequency of Mother Earth. We can do it in our mind and we can do it in reality. And as we're doing it now in the water, we invite our dolphin friends to come to us in the water and just visualize that there's a, a pod of very friendly, very happy, very intelligent dolphins that come and begin to swim around us. And the dolphin energy is a very playful energy. They remind us of the importance of play, of not having an agenda, of doing something that is playful, that is fun. Just feel that energy now as the dolphins share with us on this meditation realm, on this etheric realm, as they share with us the joyfulness. They share with us the essence of play, helping us to recall back, no matter what age we are, that carefree playfulness of childhood. When we were just playing around, where there was no time, where there was no restrictions, where there was just the simplicity of being and of playing. And just notice for yourself what that word play means to you. What feeling comes up for you when you're thinking about playing? Essentially, when we're playing, it's about enjoyment. It's about some sort of recreation that is not serious, doesn't have an agenda. It's just about amusement, enjoyment. It's something that we have done, in most of our cases, done as a child. And just think back to the time when you were a child and remember where you were playing. In most cases, we were in a group. We were probably with some other children or maybe with our imaginary friends, maybe with some of our own animals, some of the animals that we shared our childhood with, or maybe we were alone running around in the forest, playing with our friends in the forest, with the trees, with the insects, 
just go back to that time and bring that feeling, bring that energy back into your life. And if you're having any trouble to bring back that energy, let's invite our friends, the dolphins. And it's interesting that a lot of mammals and birds, actually, mammals and birds, these high-functioning animals, they all have an element of play in their lives, that this is a part of our so-called evolution, perhaps, that we have this ability to play. And it's perhaps a part of our spiritual evolution to continue to be playful, continue to play, continue to do it with joy, to participate in group activities, whether we're perhaps dancing or playing a game or running through a forest or swimming in the ocean allowing this amusement and joy to be a part of ourselves. We invite the dolphins to help us, to support us in accessing this playfulness in our lives and making room in our lives to play, seeing that it is an essential part of life no matter how old we are, that it is an essential part, in fact, of our wellness, of our immunity, of our strength, of our healthiness to play. And perhaps we do that every single day. We dedicate a few minutes, a few moments or a longer time to be in play. And as we receive this wonderful information and energy from the dolphins, they begin to swim around us in a circle, making a giant energetic circle around us, reminding us that we are a part of the human race, that we are a part of the mammal group on this planet and that it is a part of our being, a part of our energy, a part of our DNA to be playful and also to be a part of a group, to be a part of a pod, to be a part of humanity. And as they swim around us ever so gently, they begin to disappear into the next dimensions around us, always present, always here to support us and help us. In our hearts, we thank these exquisite dolphins for joining us and we remember the joy. Gently opening our eyes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, for the forecast for this week. I hope you have a playful week, everybody. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation 
You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.